0: This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. Glad you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there uh, taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at St- what?
1: I'm just wondering if we're going to make it through the week. That voice is sounding a little weak over there. No, no, we're fine. We're fine. We're, we're, we're,
0: we're fine. Okay. Just don't own it. You don't even have to worry. It's interesting, though, in that I can't rest my voice. I have to. I have to talk every day. It's your moneymaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, imagine if you know Ronald Acuna tore a hamstring or something. Let's like don't that. imagine that. Okay. You know what? You're right. Let's pick somebody we don't like. Who don't we like?
1: <laughs> uh, Justin Turner. Okay. Either way, we we both got our guy. But I actually like Justin Turner. I just I don't I like knew
0: Clayton you Kershaw at all. So you know his UCL can pop, and I, I you know <laughs> I don't I don't it won't won't affect me none. I might smile a touch sorry Justin Strawn if you're listening uh, and if it happens tomorrow don't blame me but no I'll be fine uh, sponsors strange brew coffee House and churn and spoon ice cream has been our has been my sponsor and now in, in comparison with Joel uh, a long time and we've always been glad to be with them and they were glad they're in Starkville. what a great local business they to me they are the sheriff of local businesses they, they they've been with us the longest you know they're the ones you look to in times of trouble.
1: When you don't have toilet paper in the middle of a pandemic, you, you go to strange. Them,
0: you brew. go to strange brew, exactly. Things like that. What other local business was doing that? I submit that there was none. If you were a local business, that was not a. Uh, a there's no disclaimer here, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and now they're still providing great quality products, great quality service at every turn. So two locations to serve you here in Starkville, one and two below and who knows what's next? We've given them. At least eight options of million-dollar ideas. We'll see what the next one Which,
1: is. Which, if they all come to fruition, would be an $8, $8 million, million dollar idea. idea.
0: At that point, you start talking about, A, you can retire. But, B, and far more importantly, we would deserve a consulting fee. Beyond just, here's some free coffee. <laughs> be like, <a> actual cash. <laughs> what I would say at that point. <laughs> so let's hope it happens. And it could happen through you guys if you go to Strange Brew Coffeehouse. Our good friends over at College Corner Want you looking good We want you snappy They want you in maroon and white And they've got the biggest and best selection of it In central Mississippi Two locations to serve you Obviously down in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet In Flowood by the Half Shell You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com Guys, Mother's Day is not too far off Give College Corner a look for that bulldog lady in your life A lot of great options there To have her looking oh so good in maroon and white. Humble Taco, man, if it's not on the list for you this, this weekend in Starkville, you don't know what you're missing. The most unique Mexican restaurant, not only in the city, but probably in the state. Nobody combining what we love about Mexican food and what we love about Mississippi under one roof quite like Humble Taco. That's why it's Mexican fare with Mississippi Roots, a menu that have all your Mexican favorites, but it's twisted and with this little spin that brings it back home here to the Magnolia State. I'm telling you, it's like nothing else. You've got to try it. They've got the big patio, margaritas on tap, a lot of local beers to choose from. You just can't go wrong with a trip to Humble Taco. Joel, we're going to talk a little baseball and a, a little football, a little NFL draft. We're going to ask the big question. Kylan Hill, draftable? Will he be drafted? All that we'll get to that in the second half of the show. We're going to start it with baseball. Basically, we've sort of reached that 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 point in the season where, even in a regular year, we would start looking at regional projections and saying, "Okay, this is starting to come together." And what you know, what you see after week two, you know, I, I love reading with Teddy K Hills, you know, f- full regional projection after three games. I love seeing it, but this is the point where you start saying, "Okay." this is probably going to be pretty close to the truth. Pretty close to what we would actually see on Selection Monday uh, for, for NCAA Baseball. We still think, and we still don't know for sure, that we are, we are what, a week away from the announcement of...
1: Just a couple weeks. May, the week of May 10th.
0: May 10th. So, the, so another series or two to play. This is where we think it's going to be ser- site hosts, not seeds. We still think that. State has sort of... A friend of mine made this point, and he said, "You know, Ole Miss and, and Vanderbilt, three and three. If you go three and three in that, you're going to be locked in as a national seed, potential super regional host, and then the seeding will sort of take care of itself because those last four series are easier. I can't wait to, by the way, later today, and you've will already heard it uh, by the time this airs. I can't wait until later today on Sports on Mississippi to talk to Coach Lemons about easier series and just see what kind of response I get." I'm just going to throw, throw that bait in the water and see, see what kind of how big the shark is that comes up to get it.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a – you may get a Zach Arnett-type answer with that one. <laughs> I don't think – and I'm not saying
0: Chris Limonis can't get angry, but I don't know that Chris Limonis is the kind of guy who could give me a Zach Arnett. Because you know, I, I think he would he would not, first off, be like, you know, what do you mean easy? I mean, how can he be easy when my team's terrible? I don't think he would do that, right? <laughs> So my voice has got me a little closer to Zach Arnett today. It really does. You yeah. kind of
1: sound like a defensive coordinator sure. or a strength coach or something. Tell me how good I am on this podcast.
0: What? Tell you tell me how good I am on this podcast.
1: Me tell you how yes, good you are. Tell me. Tell me. It's like, Brian, I want... Brian, Brian, you're doing you're doing great today.
0: I don't see how you think I'm I'm doing great. I mean, are you listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth? I'm obviously not any good at all. I mean, just go back and look at the film. Look at the tape. Listen to it. How how you come to the conclusion that I'm any good is is beyond me. Quite frankly, I think it's I think it's a poor job on your part, poor evaluation,
1: Joel. sounded just like you. It. Sound like Arnett today. You may sound like Bayless by the end of the week. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't want to go that far down this road. <laughs> Thank you for coming
0: on Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> uh, so let's you know, I the last regional I saw, I think state was that was before the Vandy series. I think state they had state as a six. I think the seeding will take care of it. Right now, today, 100% confident Mississippi State is not only a regional host, but a super regional host.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Like you said, I I don't really know what the cutoff date is when this committee sits down to do all the figuring and things. But I'm going to at least assume this coming weekend's Texas A&M series is included. For, like, national seed... I don't think, like, hosting purposes are on the line because I think State's almost... A, you know, a, a clinch. They, they've almost clinched a hosting spot
0: right, that, for a regional. They're certainly at one of the 16 hosts. Yeah.
1: Um, but for like national seed, par- and again, as you said, I don't know that we've 100% hammered down that they're announcing like national seeds on May. Even Chris Lamonis didn't know the process when I asked him right. a week ago. He, he really, and I don't think he was just coach speak. I don't think he knows. Um, or at least he's not 100% sure. Or he wasn't when, when I asked. But where I'm going, I don't think Mississippi State would do itself any favors at all if you're trying to lock down that national seed, that super regional host site, whatever. What you can't do is fall on your face against Texas A&M this weekend. You know, right. if, if something happens and State goes out there and, and Texas A&M kind of does the state what LSU did to Ole Miss last weekend, and, and they win the series or worse you know, if you fall completely on your face and you get swept at home by A&M or something like that. Look, do I think that's going to happen? No. But it is baseball, and crazy junk can happen, and if you let that kind of thing happen, then you start getting into some, I don't know about super regional right? type deal. Right. Uh, so it makes this coming weekend imperative that you handle your business, is where I'm going with that.
0: Yes, I would agree with that. You have a an inferior team at home, the, the series win is the absolute bare floor minimum. To be honest with you, if I'm the committee and I want, like, if I had any questions about Mississippi State, which I don't think they will, but in terms of being a, a top eight seed, I would say, like, I want to see Mississippi State actually dominate this series. Not only to sweep it, but, you know, it, nothing was ever in doubt. Because that's one thing State hasn't had, even in, you know, their their wins, is they have they had games through this they jump out in the first inning, and then that's it. Yeah, you, I mean they swept the, the they Auburn sh- Sunday game, but even then, you, you let them give up ten runs, and, and you let them get back into the game mm-hmm. to a
1: certain degree. And you know they swept Kentucky, but a couple of those games were close, close, close.
0: Can, can Mississippi State be a can, can? a good Mississippi State team dominate a bad Texas A and M team? Maybe that's what I want to see. But right now, I feel like State is probably towards the lower end. You know, and if that's the case, you'd rather be the seventh than the eighth um but I feel like you know yeah, they're definitely a national seed super regional host kind of team. how high can they go in the seat you know, still when you think about the non-conference games they have left, which I think they have two left um and then they have so that would be a total of 14 games. what's the record to be a top five seed um, oh, man I don't even in 14 know 14 games 12 and two.
1: Maybe. I mean, it, it depends on what everybody does in front of you right now. Because, I mean, State's got... Well,
0: that's the good news is that, you know, everybody's playing each other. Arkansas and Tennessee are going to play each other. You know, and that's a situation where if you don't feel like Arkansas... If you don't feel like you can catch Arkansas, you really want them to sweep that series. Because right now, Tennessee's ahead of you. They're ahead of you in the SEC ratings rankings. They're ahead of you in some polls. Um... You know they, they have they've gotten ahead of you a little bit so not, not in terms of the program obviously but yeah. in terms of just uh, where they are this year Florida and South Carolina are sort of sneaking around back there uh in South Carolina you play South Carolina Florida I believe still has a series with Vanderbilt uh, they have a series i know they have a series with arkansas
1: yeah i think arkansas closes the year with them yeah so there's a great
0: chance that florida's going to drop off the not not out of the hosting discussion but they're going to drop it out of the national seed discussion there's texas who you have a head to head win with but they have just been so good. texas has been really really good since the first weekend yeah um, and then you have you know every, every obviously you're you're fighting against a bunch of teams here if state is you know let's looking at the schedule here and like I said, I'm pretty sure that it's they have two more non-conference games.
1: They have state. They have.
0: They have C- are the, you Citadel about the
1: Citadel and, then and
0: UT Martin? The, yeah. Oh, they have three more. They have Jacksonville State. So they have. And they had the a total of fifteen more. I don't
1: games. know how if there's a a week where they might try to squeeze a Wednesday game. I mean, there's a game or two they could try to make well, up if they want. What was to.
0: interesting about it? You know, they 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 had the game canceled against Mississippi Valley. Normally playing Mississippi Valley is a huge drain on yeah. your RPI, but if they've already announced the host sites and you know
1: that you're hosting. yeah. What's the point of scheduling another game? Well, no, no, it becomes you why might as not well do it, it and get guys work and, and get everything guys else. work. Yeah, yeah, you know, that could be a game that could. Well, be, I mean, the Jackson, the first Jackson State game, remember, got banged too because yeah. So there's, there's could you two- bring them
0: both back in, and then you've got opportunities to get your young guys quality innings. It's an idea. You come about You could play a game where you don't see any of your starters. Just like you know what, we're going to start the young guys in this one. You know, we're gonna we're gonna put Davis Mesh and and uh, Case Garner and Brandon Pimentel. who's not really a young guy, but you see what I'm yeah. getting at. We're gonna give them a whole day.
1: Just have a Wednesday round robin where you play both Jackson State and and uh, Valley, and then let Valley and Jackson State play each and other. Y'all can Just...
0: Split the gate. Yeah. You know, we we, we the last game, whatever the gate is, it's yours. Take it. It's not—it's not the worst idea in the world, especially if you're talking about something you want to do like the last weekend of the season. Schools out, you know, finals have happened. Why well, it we wouldn't not? be on a weekend, but well, no, yeah, but schools out, yeah, and finals, out. schools out, you know, for summer, forever. No. <laughs> Fifteen games left for Mississippi State. Twelve and three, you're a top five seed. You know, I think that that would allow you to lose one game in each series. And you could have one that I think I ha, I really do believe between A and M, Missouri and Alabama State will get one sweep in there, at least one. And they could drop you know one the rest of the. I think they'll win the series against South Carolina, but that also gives you the opportunity if you sweep two series, you could drop two to South Carolina, and it's not that big a deal. Is anything
1: more meaningless this year than the SEC tournament? Like it's just it's not going to matter. I mean, it, this has become
0: sort of a thing that has been a discussion the last few weeks of of why the SEC tournament exists basically. It's to a point where they need to if they want to make it something that fans should really be interested in, they're going to have to start moving it. Because now you're you're in Hoover, and I get that it's great for the RV crowd, but who you're in the second best baseball stadium within 20 miles of itself. All right, Regent's Field in downtown Birmingham is a better stadium. Hoover is sort of an outdated facility. What do they have there? There's nothing really. It's just an old, big minor league stadium. That's all it's got going for it is size and its massive parking lots. That and then the SEC tournament is like you said. Nine teams go over there knowing we're in. Gosh, I thought, I thought Brian's I thought, going through puberty. I thought seventh grade was over. <laughs> um, but but nine teams go over there knowing we're in. We're in no matter what. We can lose every game we play over here. We can get eliminated on the first day. It does not matter we're going to the NCAA tournament. And then the other teams are over there thinking we have to win the whole thing and we're not capable of doing that. You know, a team like Auburn is not capable of winning the SEC tournament. They're just not.
1: Well, if everybody else is punting it.
0: But even if <laughs> even if everybody else is punting it. At some point, they're just going to run out of pitching. Yeah, they just they don't. They, and somebody's going to hit out. Hit them. It's just not possible. So, what makes the SEC tournament interesting is it's not going to Hoover every year. I think if I'm the SEC, I'm starting having a real discussion of you know I understand the RV people are a big deal, but they can maybe leave the RVs at home when we go to Memphis or or, or whatever.
1: You know, I I, I kind of a little bit disagree with you in that like most years, I kind of. You're right in that most years, a lot of teams know they're already in the tournament or whatever, so it it doesn't matter, matter. But I feel like most years there is at least some degree of significance on the SEC tournament. Like, I mean, there's been some years where it felt like State or somebody needed to win a game or two to maybe lock down a host spot or to, uh, you know, keep battling for a national seed or, or whatever. And then you get a couple of days into the thing and it feels like teams actually do want to win it. Once you're there to, like, Friday, you might as well... You're there that long, you might as well win the whole shebang kind of thing. It, it has felt like it had some degree of importance this year, with host sites already being announced, and I don't know. It just feels like it feels like nobody's really playing for anything over there this year. I I feel m- most years like it has some degree of importance and intrigue. This year, it doesn't to me. Then no, you're right. You're right. A- and so I mean, I- I'm not. I'm not big on, you know, moving around and whatever. Like, it's fine in like Hoover. It's, it's not a where it is thing to me. It's just a the college a, baseball situation overall, in 2021. It feels
0: weird. It's Overall, the tournament is just boring because nobody goes over there fighting for their life. When was the last time there was a true bubble team that had to go to the SEC tournament? You're like, man, they need to get to Friday. State when they, in 18? But even then, you felt like, you know, this is a team that it swept. Arkansas and Florida and took two out of three from Ole Miss. You're like, they're they're it. I mean, when's the last time it happened? So I think the only way to make it interesting again is to give it a new, give it a facelift, give it a new location. Uh, that that's just me. That's just this is just what I think. But
1: then I, we're going down a road we didn't intend to discuss yeah, but it's, today. It's but fine. but like, would it draw as well somewhere? Yeah. else? You well, I mean, so? first off, because it's in such a centralized location. I mean, you know, every year. You know, every year right now in Birmingham, that you're going to get state right. fans, you're going to let's, get Ole Miss fans, you're going to get Alabama fans. Let's
0: let's let's look at it like this: If they move the SEC tournament or SEC championship game out of Atlanta, would it draw? If they moved it to New Orleans, they moved it to Dallas, they moved it to Kansas City. Is it still going to fill up? Yes, because fans will come. They're fans, and if you tell, look, I like Hoover; it's a nice enough town. But if you say, "Hey, we're doing the SEC tournament in New Orleans this year," Well, yeah, fans are going to take a week to go down to New Orleans. Yeah, but we're going to do it in right? Atlanta. We're like, going to do it
1: on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. But it, are Alabama and Auburn baseball fans going to go to I don't know Memphis here, to watch the here, SEC here's baseball the problem tournament? With your
0: thought process right there. Who cares what the two teams that are playing on the first day and are probably going to get eliminated think?
1: I don't care what Alabama and Auburn
0: fans do. They're not. They're not the ones driving this tournament. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU. Those are driving this tournament. That those are the fans that you can count on to show up no matter what. Look, when Alabama and Auburn are both good, and you can, was I forget what year it was? It wasn't that long ago. The day you had a, the last game was Alabama Auburn. That's great, but how often is that going to happen? It's going to be State, Ole Miss, LSU, Vanderbilt, Florida. So reward those teams. Imagine if this thing was a, Isn't that doesn't isn't there a good minor league park in Nash, Nashville or in that area? They got the
1: Nashville Sounds. Yeah.
0: Imagine if it was there. Imagine if it was at, a, you know, I don't think Trustmark Park could do it, but maybe. Or if it was at, I don't know, down on the coast at MGM.
1: I mean, that's another issue. So many of these minor league parks, you mentioned Trustmark. Yeah. It, you don't have the media capacity to no,
0: the, the media capacity is is, to, to, is a huge problem. handle it. I agree with that. But there are some places that you do. So, I mean, I, I just... <laughs> how much of, of, of Hoover, by the way, the media capacity is thanks to Michael Jordan? Is that press box always that big before Michael <laughs> Jordan showed up? Or are they like, hey, we need to get like 20 more seats
1: in here? I don't know. I'm a little bit biased because going to Hoover in that stadium is one of my favorite it's things fun. that we
0: do. It's great memories, but you know, move it around. I have a lot of great memories of, of Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. But do I want State playing football games there every year? No. No.
1: It's well, a, a dump. Hoover's not a dump.
0: Ho- com- compare Hoover to the average, really nice AAA A. Double A stadium, and tell me that Hoover's not a dump.
1: It's 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 fine for what it does. I, I
0: disagree. What well, nothing else goes on there. The SEC tournament is like the only event happening there. The the minor league team in Birmingham doesn't even play there anymore. You could knock that stadium down, and the only people who would miss it would be that last week in May. <laughs> so I mean, like I, said, I like I, I like Hoover. I like going to Hoover. It's a fun area, but Media Days is enough for me. I guess you know. Yeah, I don't need two trips to Hoover in two months. And like I said, if you moved it around to to various cities around the South, you get you'd get big crowds because guys are going to want to show up and watch their team. So that's just this is my thought process. We did get off topic there, but I thought that was that was a good discussion there. So let's move on over to football. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Maybe, i wonder if maybe a good steak would heal me up you know maybe a little red meat
1: it's full of uh even if it didn't it would it would, taste, it would good. taste good it would taste great
0: to be totally honest with you so we're not we're not trying to say that welcome home beef will will cure all uh maladies but i mean i know that it's worth a try that's all i'm saying so why don't you call them today find out what you can put on the grill in the pan in the pot from welcome home beef 662-268-8148 or visit them online at WelcomeHomeBeef.com. Welcome Home Beef.
1: It just tastes good. You
0: got something to say over there?
1: Uh, No. He he told me that I could. uh, I, He'd give me a shout in an hour. So. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. We, we reached out to uh, uh, D1 Baseball's Aaron Fit to get a little more clarity on the uh, NCAA thing that's what's going on. Joel will probably, if I had to guess, have a column on CowboyCorner.com about that once he speaks with Aaron and gets some, uh, get some more.
1: Perhaps. Maybe. Depends. I really want to know this more for... Because we've talked about it a lot, and I feel like we always have to give the caveat of we're not 100% sure.
0: The good news is, if he does tell you and you put the article up, we can talk about it on Thursday's show.
1: That's
0: right. That's how that works.
1: All right, let's talk about Two Brothers Smoked
0: Meats, one of my favorite restaurants anywhere. Just great food, great people over there. Got to go by and see them there. Staying on with us for a little bit longer. That's, that's good news. I'm, I'm glad to have them as a sponsor. I always said that was the sponsorship I I, I thought I should have had the whole time I've been doing podcasts. Um, because I sure have eaten there enough. I've put a, a, enough uh, money in the register over at, at, at Two Brothers uh, many, many times. Smoked wings, the best I've ever had. And, man, just up and down the menu. So th- there's just something for everybody there. And I, I know I say that a lot, but if you can't find something to, to, to enjoy there, well, maybe you just weren't made to enjoy delicious food. You should just stick to kale. I don't know. I think they may have some kale on the menu, on the tacos. <laughs> they even that should be their slogan: Two Brothers, Even Making Kale Good." Since whenever can you eat kale,
1: yeah, sure. you strike me as the kale eater. Sure. I mean, it's it's not like something I'm going to the Man, grocery store to make sure Man, well, I have. We'll some need kale. a chocolate
0: chip cookie, but give him some kale, and he's excited <laughs> as he can be.
1: I don't sit at home dreaming of kale. No. <laughs> Do you sit at home dreaming of chocolate chip cookies?
0: No. Okay. He sits at home dreaming of Braves World Series wins. I do that. I know. Quite I know frequently. Do, In fact, so.
1: I bought a hat uh, yesterday that had a, has the 95 World Series patch on the side. Oh, wow. Because it's like you know, the only item, one of an antique, my lifetime.
0: If you will. Man. that has been a long time. Ten years old. Wow. Wow. it's tough. It's tough. Person? Well, the good news is you may have to wait another 30 years for a World Series, but you don't have to wait anything at all to go eat at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. You could go do that today. Well, actually, I take it back. They're closed on Mondays.
1: But you can go tomorrow. But by the time you listen to this.
0: You can go tomorrow. Yeah. Which,
1: as we say tomorrow, we mean today.
0: We mean today. So. So you can go And if you're going to be here this weekend, put them on the list. Two brothers (laughs) smoked meats. That was a roundabout way to get there. Our good friends over at Advantage Business System say, hey, they've got you taken care of. If you're looking for a large variety of services, of software, of office products that you need to get your office up to snuff, they've got you covered. But if you need great customer service, the kind of service you would expect from a local business, well, they've got you covered there too. They've been taking care of Mississippi businesses for nearly 50 years, and that means they know what they're doing. They're experts in their field. Give them a call today and find out how they can help you. zero one 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. Joel, actually, this uh, just came across on Twitter. Uh, there was a I love a good anonymous coaches survey uh, from AL.com. Matt Zenitz on the uh, the article here, talking about some of the MSU or talking about various uh, draft picks. Okay, uh, SEC players, and there are two guys from Mississippi State, and they're the guys you mentioned. These were SEC coaches voting anonymously. Would you draft? You know, who is the guy that you would draft? In terms and, and what, they're, what they really are talking about here is, I believe they're not talking so much about uh, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts, and those guys. Yeah. Some of the under the radar guys. Yeah. Two MSU guys. Lo, you're gonna love the description of Errol Thompson. Uh, two two coaches voted for him. Said old school Mike Backer that will be on every special teams and would stick his face in a wasp nest if it meant his team would win. <laughs> that is a true statement. Yeah. About Errol Thompson, in my opinion. 100% agree with that. Stick Um, his face in a wasp nest. And then you have Kylan Hill. Three coaches voted for him, so they would draft him. I think he's the type of running back that can make an immediate impact, has the ability to catch the ball, and the NFL is going to more of a complete running back who can help in the pass game. So you combine that with, and I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but did you listen to the clip of Nick Saban that went around today? No. So basically Saban was talking about, you know, he spent eight years in the NFL. And as a result, you know, he's, he prepared for a however many or eight NFL drafts. And he's like, and that's not, you know, that's two weeks of this and two weeks of that. And he's like, he talks, talks to his players about creating value for yourself. He's like, everybody who's going to the draft is talented. He's like, and the two words that I always talk about are and and but. He's like, so you got a player, and let's just use Kylan Hill. And you say, Kylan Hill, well, powerful running back, runs hard, can catch the football, can block, uh, you know, uh, has, has the breakaway speed in the open field, can turn a short gain into a long gain. And he's a great teammate. And, and, you know he's he great in community service. You see what I'm saying, right? Or is it all those accolades? But he quit the team midseason and there were some controversial circumstances around that. And he likes you know he takes himself out of games, and he's in and he's but he's injury prone. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So are you an and or are you a butt? No no pun intended there. Kylan Hill has a butt on the back end of this. You are a Miami Dolphins fan. Yeah. In the sixth round. If they say they're taking Kylan Hill, you excited about that pick?
1: Sixth round, yeah. I, th- I, I, I think yeah, I would I'm not gonna be. say first. Round. Let's be
0: a realistic. Yeah. If Kylan Hill gets drafted, it's sixth or seventh round.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I think he has a high upside. And, and look, yeah, there, 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 there are, there is a little bit of a butt there. Um, but I talk with. Jim Moore Jr. on cowbellcorner.com. You mm-hmm. can actually search and find that that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about with Callan Hill how some of the things that you just mentioned as a butt buddy, you know, he, he quit midseason season or whatever. Moore was talking about how some NFL teams would look at some of that and say, "Yeah, he 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 may have saved himself some mileage for us," you know. He, he and he we saved, talked about that a lot last uh, last offseason it, it, because you got to remember here. I mean. Yeah, there may be some butts there, but the NFL is such a business. You know, I don't know that any of the butts or anything that an NFL team
0: the only but would turn right their now, nose up at him about. Right you know? now, the only thing an NFL team would say no, it's like absolutely not is is domestic violence. Anything else, and that, I mean, look at Josh Gordon. How many chances, you know? A lot of guys. How many chances? But as soon as you put your hands on a woman, that's the end of that. As it should be. I'm a Saints fan. You know, If I mean, if you're telling me that you're going to, uh, in the sixth or seventh round, the Saints could get him to sort of compliment Alvin Kamara.
1: Here you. I bet you're cool with I that. I would take
0: that. Yeah. I, I, think, yeah, I think that's the – I think it would be a fantastic pickup there for them. Um,
1: I, and I think – I mean, Callan Hill is a guy that I think could really – really benefit by being just completely football focused like nothing but that yeah. which is obviously what he would be doing in the NFL true well i mean
0: you're right but it's not like you know you, you do you, it's just like any other job you get off work at some point you know so you know what are the distractions like yeah who does he have around him to help him because I, I i don't Kylin hill the lone wolf doesn't really work Colin hill needs support and structure um, and that, that, again, this is a but. He need, he's a good player, but he needs support and structure. I mean, at some point you have to say, look, you're an adult and you have to start acting like one. So can Kylan, he'll do that.
1: And with Kylan, you know, I, I, I don't want to go down the the, the road again of, of talking about flag and what, what responsibility or, you know, what uh, – credit he deserves for the flag because, I mean, I think the flag was going to change probably regardless of whether or not he right. sent that tweet. I agree. I mean, we've, we've discussed that in nauseum over the last mm-hmm. year but mm-hmm. but him coming out and tweeting what he did and being associated with it like he was mm-hmm. um, another thing Moore talked about is he feels like there's going to be some NFL teams that look at that as this kid's got some guts and ain't afraid to kind of stand on his own a little bit and and he's got some balls kind of thing. Like, he, he may, that may help his cause mm-hmm. kind of deal. Well, I don't know, I don't know if that would, if I was an NFL GM, I don't know how much I'd look at that, but a guy that was an NFL head coach said that NFL GMs would look at that right. and be a little bit impressed. And maybe he, you know, maybe he lucked himself into just sending that tweet and and it made it, you know, look like, because he said he sent that tweet and then rolled back over and went to sleep kind of thing. <laughs> like, like he almost uh, wasn't even thinking all that much when he sent it. But, I mean, perhaps NFL GMs look well, at that as a, as a, honestly, as a strength. And, and whereas, like, some people might look at that kind of thing as a butt, mm-hmm. maybe an NFL GM looks at it as an and. That's what I'm getting well, at. Well, especially these days,
0: you know, is politically active in a way that in, would engage fans in, for the most part, a, a feels like a positive kind of manner. Or, you know, especially, you know is in tune with the current political messaging that the league wants to promote and whether you like it or don't like it that that is the messaging the league wants to promote. So, yeah, possibly. Very possibly.
1: Because I I think you're right. I think that when people think about Kyle Hill a lot of Folks would probably put that butt tag on him mm-hmm. that you were saying. Whereas, in, in inside NFL front offices, I think some so many of the things that you might put a butt with, mm-hmm. some of the NFL GMs might think that's something, sand.
0: Something you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. Who's the MSU football player that if I said, and again, there's no there's no first through fifth rounder on this team in my opinion. But so the guys who are out there sixth seventh round they're available. Who's a guy that as a Miami Dolphins and knowing your team's needs, Who would you like? Who would you like to see? Get picked from Mississippi State.
1: Uh, well, I mean that's two. That may be different questions there. Like, who, who was a Dolphins fan? What I like to see them pick, and who was a just. Well, as, no, as I'm, a,
0: I want it from the just from the Dolphins' perspective. You, you, as who who's somebody your team could use from Mississippi State?
1: Uh, I mean, <laughs> really, Colin's not a bad option. To yeah. be honest with you, I mean they they need a back you know I'd like to be Najee Harris or something but I, I bet that's not going to happen but yeah uh I mean I, if heck with the dolphins I mean just any NFL teams always looking for a good pass rusher and things I think Marquis Spencer has mm-hmm. underrated potential to come in and be like an, an I mean I think he's going to be an undrafted guy probably if I had to guess um but I mean if you told me that Marquis Spencer was an undrafted free agent Found the best situation for him, and ended up being a an impact performer for somebody here in mm-hmm. a couple of years. I'm not totally shocked.
0: I'm, I'm sort of on the same page for you as a Saints fan. I think Spencer or Kobe Jones, a pass rusher, is something they can use uh, in New Orleans. You know that.
1: And I feel they, like Spence I like Kobe. And Kobe's got a lot of the intangibles. When you talk about the ands, Spencer's a lot better. Co- Kobe's got a lot of ands. Want to talk
0: about the accolades before that though? Spencer is better. Yeah, Spen- Spencer's, Spencer's better the player. the better football player. Yeah. Spencer's butts are, you know, we don't know... Can he stay healthy? Well, can he stay healthy? We don't know a lot about him because he never did media. Yeah. We don't know how he'll handle the pressure.
1: And he talked to us on Pro Day. Uh Uh-huh. And and it was very evident. It was...
0: He had never done media.
1: It wasn't all that great. (laughs) With Kobe Jones, it's like, look, we
0: know this guy can be a leader, Marky Spencer, but I don't know if he can be a leader. I don't know if he can handle the pressure of having the microphones in his face and being, being, I don't know, because he didn't do it in college. So, Spencer or Kobe Jones, if the Saints got one of those guys late, I wouldn't be against it. So, I'm trying to think, is there anybody else? And the only one that's intriguing to me is a guy I don't think will get drafted, and it may surprise you, is Osiris Mitchell. Just because the Saints have done such a great job through the years of finding evidently undervalued wide receiver talent and turning... Marcus Colston, who was that guy, and he was one of the best receivers of the last decade. Yeah, so could Osiris Mitchell I mean he's six foot five? He's got you know some leaping ability. He's got a little run after the catch. We saw it. Might be interesting. A seventh round flyer on a six foot five wide receiver. I'm interested. It's a Saints fan, I trust Peyton to work that out. So that's my thought process. Why don't you tweet us? On the, why don't you tweet it, Joel, on us today? Who's an MSU player? Well, from this year's team that's draft eligible i don't i don't want to hear yeah you know, i don't want to martin emerson and emmanuel forbes if you're who, who's your team and who, who do you think would be a good fit there might be an interesting uh twitter discussion
1: you know some we didn't mention his name but a, a guy that i just think has all the athleticism in the world mm-hmm. and he, there's part of me that just hopes that he makes it because i think he's he's always seemed like a really good dude and B, I think he's got the athleticism and the talent to maybe be a total surprise for somebody. Marcus Murphy, to me, I feel like there's a lot of potential in him. Now, he's – I don't even know – I mean, he's definitely not going to get drafted, I don't no, believe. No you don't chance. see him anywhere. Right. But the athleticism and the, the – I don't know. Maybe, maybe my my thoughts on him have just always been elevated. I don't think he ever completely lived up to what I thought he could be at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's still in there somewhere. But I don't know if he'll get the chance I mean, to display that or not.
0: Talk about a guy with butts. You know, but You know, he had the academic suspension. And but he did this. And, I mean, there's not a lot of film. Yeah, There's not a lot of film. I mean, he played in what? In three years in Mississippi State, he played in 15 games? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know.
1: You really feel like he's a guy that could have used another year here, right?
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, he's one. Normally, I just like, hey, go make your money. But that's one guy I would point to and say, should have come back. Well, how different does this defense look if Marcus Murphy is back? Do you even need to go get Jalen Green? Probably, because I mean, he's, he seems like a good player. I mean, he could back you up. He would be a backup yeah. corner for you. if I mean, nothing he, else, he gives. He'd be a great piece for you. Have. But if you're telling me the starting secondary is Forbes and and Emerson, and then Marcus Murphy is involved with Fred Peters and. And London Craft and, and T.J. Morgan. and I'm missing somebody back there, but Sean Preston. Sean Preston. You know. Yeah, that's a good setup. So, does, that's a guy who I feel like made a mistake. We'll see how it pans out. I mean, out for
1: right. Mississippi State purposes, maybe, you know, like you said, I don't know if they get Jalen Green, if Marcus Murphy's still here or not. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if, if Jalen Green is here because Marcus Murphy's gone... I mean, we'll see what ends up happening, but I mean, Jalen Green looked like a dude just gonna make a difference during the spring, so maybe you you kind of maybe you kind of trade it up there. I don't know. Yeah. I, but uh, Marcus Murphy's a dude that I, I hope I hope gets a chance somewhere as an undrafted free agent or something. And, we'll see. And uh, yeah, hope he figures it out. We'll see what happens.
0: All right, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. You know what that means? Send us your questions, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll we will answer them. Uh, Thursday show, Uh, no midweek baseball to recap this week, so we've got a positional breakdown. uh, And maybe we'll just get a little more information, a little more clarity on what's going on with the NCAA selection process. And then we'll look ahead to Texas A&M and a big series for the Bulldogs this weekend. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian A. Dad. (laughs)
1: And tomorrow, Brian will shave.
0: You know, he's growing his facial gonna shave, hair. going to shave for the first time. Yeah.
1: Peach fuzz coming out.
0: <laughs> That's what this is. You need to shut <laughs> up over there about that. I'm Brian A. Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.